0: Welcome to Equip to Care, a podcast featuring the members of Equip, an online membership community of counselors, coaches, people helpers, and ministry leaders. We know that you care about your work with hurting people, and that's why we're here, sharing insights, hope, and opportunities from people helpers just like you. Each episode, our members will share insight to encourage you and expertise to impact your own work. We hope that this will build confidence and competence in order to make a real difference. Enjoy this episode of Equip to Care. And welcome back to Equip to Care, everyone. We're really excited to welcome you back to another conversation with our friends from the Equip membership site. Today, I'll be talking with Diane Schnickles. She's the founder and executive director of Living Waters of Hope. This is a great ministry that I'm excited to connect you guys to. The mission over at Living Waters of Hope is to restore hope and dignity to victims and survivors of domestic abuse and equip the faith community to do the same. If if listeners, if you know my heart, you know that this is a ministry in which uh, I get behind. It's exactly my kind of ministry. So Diane, welcome to the Equip to Care podcast.
1: Thank you, Chris. It's just an honor to be with you and to be able to share about Living orders of Hope with others today.
0: Absolutely. We're excited to give you that opportunity. And listener, please take advantage of what we're going to be talking about today. You know, some of the things, Diane, that we share in common is our love for the church and our love for people who are hurting And so what are some of the things that you're seeing uh, in your ministry, in your work uh, within the faith community when it comes to the evil and the issue of domestic abuse?
1: Yes. Um, First, I want to say, you know, we have some wonderful pastors that refer women to us and they're on top of things. They, they've, they've learned about domestic abuse and they are wonderful. They really give our women, hope. And um, I've noticed the gals that come into our classes that have a supportive pastor, their healing is so much quicker and easier because it doesn't have that added layer of that re-victimization that many other women feel when they don't get support by their pastors. Um, and I think this happens more often than not, which is heartbreaking to me. We've had women say, I you know, I go up to get help and um, you know they end up believing my husband instead of me and I feel invalidated and erased and it's just a deep level of betrayal from their pastor that and you know I had one gal she'd been in her church for 17 years she would approached her pastor he seemed to be understanding um, he said well I'd like for you to meet with the elder board to talk about like what emotional abuse is. And I said, Ooh, I said, you don't know what you're walking into. I said, you might <laughs> want to suggest to him, uh, meeting with, with he and the chairman. And I, I gave her information to share with the pastor, the, the, parent control wheel, just some basic things about of domestic abuse. So he would just have an understanding to kind of pave the way and when she met with, she did meet just with the pastor the second time, because her hope was she was feeling unsafe in her home, in her church. Um, she had left her husband, but of course, they're in the same church. And she was really hoping that he would uh, respectfully ask the the um, her husband to worship elsewhere. By the end of the conversation, he said to her, well, have you thought about taking your name off of the membership list? I my mouth just dropped. I said, he actually said that to you, that she and other, there are a couple other women who have said, Diane, the betrayal I feel from my church is even more than from my husband. Wow. This is a seventeen-year relationship she had. So they end up leaving their most, most viable support system. And it's heartbreaking. And I, and they even say people hardly reach out to them. Their leadership isn't even reaching out after they leave. So it's, it's a real issue. And when I speak about um living waters of hope to you know any audience i have i'm always saying this is the problem you know our, our one in four women christian women are being harmed by their christian husbands um they're they're uh not getting support from their faith leaders and even their congregants if you don't know if you don't understand domestic abuse you get advice like i had given before i knew about it stay pray submit just forgive them you know Awful things that are so harmful to gals that are being harmed in their marriages. I even spoke with a, a counselor in Minnesota. I'm in Oregon. She runs two clinics. They have like, you know, uh, 18 therapists. They all deal with domestic abuse along with other issues. And she said, Diane, we are seeing more women coming forward with domestic abuse issues. We are seeing an intensity abuse increase and she said we're we're keep hearing that our women are being wounded in our churches and she's to the point to the point that we're going to be doing a training in the spring for our pastors in our area so it is an issue you know i think the challenge is like we offer training too but so few pastors come right. to those you know that um so that's a challenge getting you know getting the information out to pastors in a way that they really understand the need um, to really want to be the supportive pastor and know the, how to give words of hope instead of words of harm. Yeah,
0: that's so true. And uh, you know, if we have any pastors or church leaders listening uh, oh. to the podcast today, I, I just think the the words of wisdom here that healing is associated with a supportive pastor, a supportive church, uh-huh. that you can be a help to the healing process or a hindrance, and really, that speed at which somebody progresses can be related to your willingness to be supportive. And so, pastors, church leaders, uh, you know, hear that plea that you play a huge role in helping victims of domestic abuse. So, one of the things, Diane, with Living Waters of Hope, one of the the secret sauce maybe is the Oasis Bible Study. We're going to dig into that here in a little bit, but. What led you to writing this Bible study? What what brought you to this place where you crafted the Oasis Bible study?
1: Well, Chris, 14 years ago, my young adult daughter ended up in an abusive relationship. Oh. She had no idea what she was walking into, and she wasn't walking with the Lord, um, but it was a very bad relationship. She kind of kept us at arm's length because she didn't really want to leave him because um, she cared about him, right? This is what they do. They, they hook the heart of a woman and it took her several years to break away, but she, she in time was afraid to stay and she was also afraid to leave. Um, so she felt very trapped. And around that same time, a very good friend left her husband. Now, we'd gone to church together. We'd done some social things together. We'd even sat with them a time or two to talk about marital issues because they had some struggles. But I, I, at that time, did not know when we talked about their marital issues, it was abuse because I was not, you know, I didn't understand abuse at that time. So when she left and began telling us what was happening, And, you know, on the heels of Lauren's situation, my daughter, it was just really eye-opening that, uh, oh, my goodness, like this is, I had no idea. I had no idea. So we walked very closely with her, my husband and I, and we just, you know, kind of blow by blow, the the different behaviors, the, the nice, oh, you're so kind, when are you coming home? And when she said, I don't feel safe yet, then he would just would you know, like jump on her verbally. So that up and down that roller coaster ride of emotions. So we saw about all kinds of tactics. I mean, firsthand, up front and, and personal and close, but God brought other women into my life at the same time. It was a very unusual thing. I, I've never had that happen. It's like, and these women were all in abusive relationships. It's like, what are you doing, Lord? I just like kind of marry you. I pondered those things in my heart because I knew it was unusual, but I didn't know how to put the pieces together. Um, and I began learning about domestic abuse and I began learning, that's where I learned that one in four Christian women are impacted. That actually shocked me. And um, then I realized that there aren't many faith-based resources for women. Right. They are, there are some around the country, but not near enough for the number of women that really need help. And so I began to hear God's kind of prompting me, but I kind of did the Moses thing. Like, you must be talking about somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I don't think you're talking to me, right? right? And then I did the Gideon thing. Well, you have to confirm that. And they confirm again. And <clears throat> but he reminded me, he said, Diane, you've been writing and teaching Bible studies off and on for years. I'm a woman of the word. My husband went to seminary. We've been in pastorate most of our marriage. And so he had to remind me of my skill set that he gave me. And so just to add the layer of the education about domestic abuse, I began writing because women were coming forward and wanting a class. And it's like, ah, (laughs) so that was the beginning. And I've just, yeah, that was nine years ago. I did my first training for pastors about 10 years ago, began writing nine years ago, Um, we have two books that are published. They're like big. They're like eight and a half by 11, like workbooks Uh, because, you know, information to our wounded sisters is what they need to make the right decisions. We don't tell them to leave. We don't tell them to divorce, Mm -hmm. but we educate them about what the abuse is and what God God says about so they can make informed decisions. So we have a third book coming out in the spring. So we have a a fall session,
0: a winter session, and a spring session for our girls. That is so wonderful. I'm so excited, so pleased that you were obedient and you stepped into that work, because you're right. We need more resources uh, when it comes to helping people who are suffering. And so uh, the Oasis Bible study, and we're going to encourage all of our listeners today to to check that out, and we're going to give you guys a, a chance to do that here in a minute. But within Oasis, there are, to my understanding, 27 lessons that encapsulate the program. What are some of the topics mm-hmm. and um, aspects that you're covering in that 27 lesson Bible study?
1: You know, we start off our book one is kind of like basics. <clears throat> Where does hope come from? We start that's our first lesson. Um, hope for today, because many women are coming in not feeling very hopeful. Um, we talk about what is domestic abuse, what are the types. Um, how did you get into it? What does attachment look like? Uh, what do you do with that anger? What do you do with that shame? How to identify the lies and replace them with the truth? And we talk about healthy boundaries. So that's like the first eleven lessons for our first book, or ten lessons. But I, as I'm observing our gals, I can see, you know, they would separate and then they would just like tank, you know, the emotional roller coaster and and the confusion. Um, and they were just so searching for spiritual answers. So that really was the impetus to continue writing. So the second book, we start off with three, our first three lessons on spiritual abuse. What does God really say about submission? What does he really say about sexual intimacy? What does he really say about divorce? Because these seem to be the key areas that gals are struggling with. And then I did three lessons on separation because they didn't know what to expect. Right. So they, they just were all over the place you know what to expect for yourself what to expect from your husband because there's a whole new set of games that he plays and you have to understand that because statistically women will go back seven times before they leave for good and I tell our gals, that's not going to be you because you're going to understand all the tactics so that you will not be deceived and fooled into thinking he has changed when he really hasn't yeah um, and then what to expect with kids, because the husband's how they kind of draw the kids in and make allies and just what kids are going through. Uh, we have two whole lessons on forgiveness, because how often do our women here "Well, just forgive him? Like it's some kind of a magic wand. And our churches just don't teach that well. So we have a lesson on unconditional forgiveness. And the key point is <clears throat> we are commanded to do this, but it's a gift that you give yourself. Wow it's a gift you give yourself because that's how resentment excuse me bitterness don't get built up and it's a gift you give your husband but we also are very clear in saying it doesn't make it right Right. it doesn't restore the relationship it doesn't take away consequences all those things that kind of a church is telling them or a christian friend and i mean i said that to women before i understood and then conditional forgiveness out of Luke, where it says, if he repents, forgive him. Yeah. So what's repentance? <clears throat> and we talk yeah. a lot about that. Yeah. And then we, we, that book wraps up with the healing, kind of more about some more specifics on the healing journey. But again, my observation is gals will go through classes, but they're still struggling because we, we like to keep in contact for those that want to stay in contact. Yeah. So our third book will cover trauma. Yeah. Two whole lessons on trauma. And because they're not understanding why it's so hard, they, they don't understand why they're so hypervigilant or why their bodies respond because it it takes years right to get through this stuff. Um, we're talking about narcissism and how that affects them, what what how that played into um, their relationship. Now we talk about narcissism in our other books, but this is like a pretty deep dive. Right. life after abuse because most of our gals end up getting abused because husbands don't want to make the change statistically it's single digit percent and i'd say by far 90 plus percent of our gals get divorced higher because the husbands don't want to make the changes so then what does that look like because the church doesn't do that well they're alone They feel isolated they don't know how to relate to their friends now so just some components of that. Um, and I often hear, Dinah's just not fair. He's, but the pastor I talked to about that, actually that same pastor who told her, she, she, she leaves. Now he has married her husband, knowing that this man is abusive, looking the other way and now marrying him to another woman or, you know, or the woman who's, who's doing the hard work to get a good job and the husband isn't. And now she's having to pay him hundreds of dollars a month so just the whole thing and what do you do when it's not fair because there's a lot that isn't fair and just resilience what does that look like and that wraps up you know our our school year going from october to may and they can choose you know every season is a choice if they want to continue and then we do a um every other week in the summer we'll meet and we'll use someone else's material just to give our facilitators a break, but something related yeah. um, to their journey, you know, but it's online. It's there's a fee, but we have scholarships. Mm-hmm. We have cultural women around the country because there just isn't enough resources out there.
0: I love the concept of, of an educational model that mm-hmm. complements our existing support systems. We, we often say that we need information transformation and reformation. And so wow. we need to know we need to experience the gospel. And then we need people helping us walk out how to live it practically. So there's mm-hmm. enough room for all of us at the table as people helpers. And I know, listener, you're, you're probably listening right now thinking, you know, how can I get connected? And if you're like me, you're listening to Diane talk about her gals and you're thinking <laughs> that type of care and concern,
1: yeah. and
0: that, that's something that I want to be a part of, even though I'm not a gal. But maybe you are. <laughs> Maybe you want to be among that number uh, and have that type of care. And and I can really hear it in your in your words, Diane, that you guys want women mm-hmm. to succeed, you want mm-hmm. healing, you want health, and you want them to be safe. And if, if you're listening today and you want to be in that number, you want to be one of those gals, Diane, how do we get connected to one of these support groups? You talked about your facilitators, so it sounds like, mm-hmm. There's a lot of live online interaction going on. Can you fill us in on that and then how can we find out more about those groups?
1: Absolutely. It's easy. Go on our website livingwatersofhope.org. All of our services are on our homepage. You just click on the one you're looking for and it will take you to a place where there's more information. We have um, currently we have five uh, classes. Um, will be growing as God continues to bring women but um, yeah you know when we have training for facilitators so they're they're caring women currently they're all survivors um, except for me but I've walked closely enough with it and um, yeah we care deeply about our gals Um, we truly do and a lot of them they'll stay with us they'll do the Oasis Bible study that first school year stay with us in the summer and then do it again because they're in a very different place the second time around and I remember one gal said was this in the lesson the first time I did it yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. but you know when you come into the class you have the kind of trauma brain and you're, you're their mind is on a zillion different things trying to juggle what to do with kids and separation and finances and jobs and housing you just can't get it all in so it's we're easy to find it easy to sign up as long as we have space we have women that will that you can sign up anytime because you know you might find us halfway through a class but every every lesson is self-contained so it makes it easy to jump in and we we just wrap god's word around everything we do because a christian woman wants to know yeah. what does god say and we we want to give them solid spiritual footing scriptural footing for the decisions that they're making
0: So wonderful. So livingwatersofhope.org. You're going to want to check that out. Uh, But we also want you to uh, stick with us. We're going to come back here in a moment, continue our conversation with Diane Schnickels, founder and executive director of Living Waters of Hope, uh, about a few more resources and opportunities. But we also want to expose you uh, to something that Diane and I care about, which is our membership community that we're a part of called Equip. We'll return to the Equip to Care podcast shortly. If you've been benefiting from what you've been hearing on the Equip to Care podcast, then I've got good news. The guests on the Equip to Care podcast are part of an online membership community called Equip. It's a community that was founded by myself and my good friend, Leslie Vernick. And we meet with our folks monthly. We discuss cases. We talk about frustrations. We equip and help each other become more confident and competent in people helping. And we would love for you to be part of that group. If you'd like to learn more about joining Equip, would you just take a moment and visit chrismoles.org/equip. chrismoles.org/equip. And now back to the Equip to Care podcast. And we're back Really excited to be talking to my friend Diane from Living Waters of Hope. You have heard in the uh, first part of our conversation about the Oasis Bible study, what brought her into the work, some of her concerns and hopes for the church. But, Diane, we want to give you an opportunity to talk a little bit more because Living Waters of Hope is not only uh, hosting the Oasis Bible studies, but you guys are doing a lot of other things too. What are some of the other services? that our listeners can find out about at livingwatersofhope.org.
1: Well, Chris, because the lack of education has been such a problem in domestic abuse issues, for our our sisters who are wounded and don't know the signs, but also for our faith leaders and faith community who don't understand domestic abuse and are giving really kind of harmful advice, our women are feeling so isolated so often. So again, education is a big thing for us. So our website has lots of resources educational resources, including some uh, educational videos. Um, we offer a, a weekly newsletter. I just write that a quick email each week, take five minutes out of your week and just learn a little bit more about domestic abuse. Um, because like I like to say, what you don't know can hurt someone because I've been there and done that. And so I just want you know, women uh, survivors to know that you're not alone. There really are people who care about you. That you um and uh for those who are offering other support there and there's so much out there you know i mean leslie has her classes and you know there are many i just talked to another ministry this past week about the classes they do so we're there we're all working together it's just finding one that fits you but um i have been told once and i really agree with this that seeing a counselor that you can talk about personal issues and what's going on that week and being in a class where you can get educated um, those are two key things that can help a woman really accelerate her recovery uh, because I can't do what a counselor does and we're not designed to do that and a counselor doesn't have the time to do all the teaching of educating that we do so it's a wonderful marriage and that's why we love to come alongside of uh, counselors, we love to come alongside of parachurch organizations that work with women. Uh, we love to come alongside of churches as just a faith-based resource. Because if you don't have a faith-based resource to recommend your women to, where well, are you sending them to? Right. And our county agencies do a good job in many areas, but they're not giving the faith-based answers yeah. that women really are looking for in our faith community.
0: Well, I think this is powerful, guys. You know, listeners, if, if you. Uh, are ready to take that next step, whether you are a victim or survivor. If you're a church leader, Living Waters of Hope uh, is willing to help to come alongside you. You can find out more at livingwatersofhope.org. And I certainly agree that combining education with therapeutic and advocacy responses gives you kind of the trifecta, the uh, winning formula for succeeding, and uh, maybe even health-accelerating, because you have that information along with that wonderful support system that you're talking about. That's fantastic. Uh, Diane, any last words for our listeners about the next steps that they could take uh, regarding domestic abuse and helping others?
1: Right. You know, if you are a support person, know that um, whatever area that that might be in, that we are here to come alongside, um, especially if you're a counselor and you just need to be having someone you're working with take a little bit uh, more time to learn about domestic abuse. Um, But just, yeah, signing up for that newsletter is just a great way to start getting those drips of information. Um, Gals, if you're out there and you're a survivor, boy, we just cannot encourage you enough to please don't suffer alone. Yeah. There are women that want to come alongside of you. Being in a community is such a powerful thing. Our gals say, Diane, I have found the strength to keep my boundaries in place and to not go back unless I knew that my husband had truly repented. And without, without the support system that you know, that Oasis offers, I just don't think I'd be able to do that. I mean, I've had guests, say, you you've saved my life because again, it just it taught them that abuse wasn't their fault and um that god loves them and that's that's just our main thing you're not alone it's not your fault and we walk with them as they rediscover who they are as a person who god's designed them to be and who they are in christ and where god fits into the picture because some of them are very wounded by their faith Um, wondering where God has been. So we just walk with them to try to build them up as they go from a survivor to a thriver. Wow.
0: Praise the Lord. Thank God for you and your ministry for living waters of hope. And, uh, you know, Diane on a personal note, it's just a joy to have you be part of the equip community and to interact with you and to have a vital asset for the church. So church, please take advantage of uh, living waters of hope. Diane, thank you for being part of the Equipped to Care podcast.
1: Thank you, Chris. My pleasure.